Dead men tell no tales. Fifteen men loaded in man's chest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. Drink and the devil had done for the rest. Yo ho ho and a bottle of rum. The ship with black sails that's crewed by the dam. Welcome aboard the Black Pearl. Welcome to the Black Pearl Show. Pirates of the Caribbean Minute podcast where we analyze, scrutinize, and plunder the Pirates of the Caribbean films one blimey minute at a time. You know what's wrong when you do that? Uh, it sounds like we're like coordinated. It's like we're wearing <laughs> matching shirts and stuff. It's just, I don't know. Hey, it, we are. No, we're not. Anyways, A, how dare you try matching and Matching pants also. Get out of here. It's almost like the lovey-dovey, let's both say some words on an answering machine where you do like... <laughs> Well, you know, everybody does another word. And, I just like interrupting you. And now you've made it look like we're some weirdos. We're like uh, new teen love or something like that. Oh, no. <laughs> there ain't nothing about new about this thing. <laughs> Not only that, it's full body shiver action. <laughs> I'm Scott Artist from ScottArtist.com. And I'm Heather Artist from BlackPearlMinute.com. Thanks for joining us as we chopstick our way through Minute 89 of Dead Man's Chest. You're welcome. That was a canned response. Thank you for actually admitting that. <laughs> that actually came up over the weekend. I was telling somebody about that, but we're not going to get into that. Well, I posted a video in our Cursed Listeners Crew Facebook group. It's about the uh, the ship-to-shore battle that happened at the NorCal Pirate Festival this past weekend. And Rick Lovey, a member of the group, gave us a shout-out. said he was keeping an eye out for me and... For you and you yeah, alone? For me, for me and me alone, yeah. Wow. And uh, hoping we'd stop by their camp, actually. He was keeping an eye out for you, but okay, he was hoping we would stop by his camp. I'm trying to be nice to you. Really, you were left out of this whole equation. But, wow. I mean, okay, damn. I mean, it would have been great as I was really looking for some pirates on the street interviews. We got some. You heard them. Plus, with the audio, it might have been a bit better out of the wind if I had actually found their encampment going on out there but who's the lame around here yeah i didn't uh didn't do what was necessary to make it happen so all i can say is uh next year next year same festival going to find them at uh, under the black flag we can chat i'll bring my windscreen for the microphone and then maybe we can find out what's going on with pirates of the silver realm these days rick is also this spot on captain jack sparrow pretty awesome yeah has a great like I don't want to say costume. It's almost like an outfit. Let's just say great it's an outfit. outfit. It is an outfit. There we go. But he was there at Dead Men Tell No Tales. Not like the premiere, because we're not we're not at that level yet. We're almost there, but not quite at that level yet. So it was just a showing. And he, along with some pirate ladies, I'll say that as opposed to winches, because yeah. now I'm trying to recall if they were pirate ladies or winches. I don't remember. That's my bad. I think there are pirates. So yeah, pirate ladies. We'll just go with that. Yeah, not that's winches. Good. It's it's better. It's safer for me. It is much especially better. if I'm looking for them next year and they go, "Did you call me a winch?" Then I'm all in trouble. I probably get a cutlass across the chest. Maybe 
And a swipe of the cutlass, a stab of the dagger, flitlock, something like that. I recall them being pirates. Okay, I think they were pirates. So there we go. Check out Pirates of the Silver Realm on Facebook. They're a great group. It's almost going to say Groot for some reason. <laughs> but if all goes as planned, too, I'm supposed to be hitting an interview on another podcast coming up. I'll be joining comedian, musician, and pirate geek Phil Johnson on his show, Under the Crossbones. Oh, yeah. And not only that, it's a show that explores the history and pop culture of pirates. Interviews with leading historians, actors, artists, writers, musicians, treasure hunters, pirate festival organizers, and soon, the one and only, ego-filled me, Scott Artis. Oh, yeah. Look at that. I'm going to be lumped in with historians, actors, artists, musicians. Yeah, that's what's going to happen. How did you get on that? Uh, I'm imagining it was my singing. The singing that I've done <laughs> here and there from across the that, That's seasons. what it was? It's possible. It may be a question you should ask him. A, I know the answer, and B, how dare you? <laughs> but anyways, yeah, under the crossbones, from Blackbeard to Black Sails, Jack Sparrow to Jack Rackham, yeah, I'll be entwined with that, or wow. intertwined, intertwined, more Not like. entwined? No. I don't know, that's like innards or something. <laughs> but under the crossbones is loaded with colorful characters, and, you know, it's going to, like, take you away from your day-to-day and then drag you happily out to sea, because I'm going to be there. That's why I'm saying that. Oh, yeah, it really? should be fun. Yeah, I'll bring you more details when the show airs or is about to air. All that good stuff. So I'm looking forward to that. See what happens. Yeah, sounds pretty cool, actually. And then I can bring my boisterous, crazy self on there. And then, why, thank you, Phil. It's a pleasure <laughs> to be here to talk pirates. Yes. So, and then I'll, I'll pull that persona because I'm all subdued, usually. Yeah. There we go. Normally, so- actually. Without further ado, in the previous minute, sure there's a guy snoring with a bottle of rum and a bootstrap distracting in line to Treebeard's saltwater counterpart. But let's cut to the chase here. I mean, seriously, cut to the chase. The coup de grace of the previous minute? To keep it short, I'll just paraphrase. Give it a few bullet points. Maybe a yada 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 Seinfeld thing. So here we go. The previous minute breakdown. Will kneels next to Davy Jones's pipe organ, breaks out a feather quill, mm. Yada, yada, yada. Gently lifts Joan's tentacles. There we go. A feather Mm. quill and a chopstick. I don't know if that was a chopstick. It kind of looked like a... Now you're getting... This is the minute breakdown, and now you got me going off on something. (laughs) It almost looks like a Harry Potter wand at first, when I first saw it. (laughs) But anyways, minute 89 begins with Will Turner continuing to move Davy Jones' tentacles in search of the protected key to dead man's chest the minute ends with a close-up of jones music box locket which winds down the final second cuts to the deck of the flying dutchman you almost trapped me into starting like discussing the show as opposed to the minute breakdown (laughs) the setup that the audience needs to go oh yeah that's what we're talking about because most of them probably don't go oh yeah minute 89 that's when this whole thing is happening then they recall it that's true i don't know so it's important to have the setup. But it's a difficult minute. I'm not going to lie here. I'm not going to mince freaking words. Will is looking for the key to Dead Man's chest, hidden within Davy Jones's tentacle beard. He gets the keys. Davy stirs and momentarily wakes up to the sound of the music box locket before he dozes off to sleep again. I have face tentacles. Face tentacles. But there you go. That's what we're working with here. And I have to pull out all the stops because the show must go on, they say. I can't just leave it at that and go away. 
Come again another day. <laughs> It'd be a two minute breakdown. Yeah, two minute breakdown. We're done. Just Sorry, cut it. <laughs> people got to get to work. <laughs> but I didn't really know where I was going to go with this until I watched the minute a few times, and then it finally hit me. I, I realized what the hell was going on here. It like hit me with a ton of bricks. Really? Yeah. This organ, this locket, it's all part of his lost love. This tragic figure of Davy Jones, okay? Yeah. He's reliving his past, his time with Calypso. This is his torture. And I imagine him every night going through the same process. He's like a Phantom of the Opera character here. Wow, that's weird. Want me to tell you why that's weird? Why? When the tentacle hits the organ, it reminds me of the music from Phantom of the Opera. Yeah, it does. It does have that, and that's probably why I said that. But he ferries souls. Well, I mean, he's supposed to. Instead, he puts them in service aboard the Dutchman, for now anyways, right? And then he ends his day, probably every day, with the same tragedy he perpetrates and curses everyone else with. The crew, day after day, the same thing, the same life, hopeless. So much so that they simply gamble their years of service on liar's dice. That's all they have left. Then we have Jones. He too is cursed. Cursed aboard the Dutchman too. Constantly reliving the life he had. Something that I imagine everyone else aboard the ship does until they no longer remember, right? Right. Because that's all they would have is their memories as they're doing this. And that's the difference. Eventually the crew become part of the ship and they forget who they are and who they were and all that stuff. However, Jones is eternally cursed and he can't forget. He never forgets this. His heart constantly yearns for Calypso. And I started to laugh because I was like, my heart was going to go on. I popped into this kind of... (laughs) Celine Dion song, Titanic, all of a sudden. But that's the difference between him and the crew. That he sings the theme song for My Heart Will Go On. The theme song for My Heart Will Go On? That is his theme song, His Heart Will Go On. Oh, okay. I can just picture an old rose dropping a treasure (laughs) overboard. But again, the Phantom of the Opera. The ghost of his lost love. Mm. A spirit. It's like this tragic ghost figure. This wailing spirit at night. The myth of why ghosts become ghosts kind of thing, you know, trapped in this world, unable to let go. They have unfinished business or whatever it is. That's kind of what I get with this guy. But I say this because the locket wasn't closed on the keyboard. It was open. Through the locket, he's like replaying his past, his memories. And I imagine he does this every night. That he ends up falling asleep asleep in that position. After playing the organ with the locket open. Yeah. And then you can even see when he momentarily wakes up. It's like he has pain on his face yeah. and he's just listening to that. Well, pain on his face because the way he's sitting. I mean, could you imagine sleeping like that? Ugh, nobody wants to what sleep like that. What kind of neck like ache would you, would, you would have in the yeah, morning? Yeah, that guy's got a stiff neck. Yeah. Maybe those tentacles like help rotate his head at night. Oh, and maybe. Keep it maybe fluid. they move it around for him. But man, that's uncomfortable. Hold it up for him. You know, that's the other tragic part. His captain's quarters doesn't have a bed. He has a giant organ, but you know, get this guy a bed. So he can lay down a little bit. You know what? Actually, because pain, he's though. part octopus, he probably cries, crawls in a little hole somewhere. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Maybe Davy Jones can like squeeze through small openings and cracks. There you go. That'd be pretty cool. Except for his crab leg would get stuck trying to come claw through. Claw to you. And his claw. That's a bummer. He's like, I almost had it. Can't do it. Question for you. Would you want your mouth that close to these tentacles? You mean if I was Will? Yeah. What is that, a euphemism? Because I don't know what's going on there. (laughs) Well, of course not. But I wouldn't want any part of me that close. And I get, you know what? I watch that and I know what happens. And I still get the heebie-jeebies for him. 
Right? I go, God, he's going to wake up. And then what happens if Will gets caught doing this? You don't want to be under the wrath of Davy Jones. Heck no. That's just insane. But yeah, you don't want to be that close. No. Will's really hungry all of a sudden. He's like, God, I really need some calamari right now. (laughs) Get it all fried up in some rings. Do you think the swap trick would work? Yeah, I think it would. I actually believe it. Even though the different thicknesses of yeah. the keys and the pa- and the material? I imagine it just being that it's so- it's like a reflex and it's just holding on to something. Okay. Because that would be an octopus. It just grabs onto whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, that makes I sense. I see that. So, I buy it. Okay. I don't have a problem with it. Especially in the kind of dream state that Davy Jones is in. So, speaking of the locket... It's interesting the sound effects with it. Because I love that it winds down. It has that old school kind of automation. We were talking automatons before. Uh-huh. Clicks and some metal. It's just great. I mean, it's like my favorite part of this minute is this locket thing. When it's like click, 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 click. Yeah. That's what captures my attention this whole time. Yeah. It's actually not a locket. It's a snuff box. You know, I had some stuff on that and I started to get into it. And maybe I'll just say that for the end. But yeah, it is a it is a snuff box. Mm-hmm. But the idea behind the locket that it winds down every night kind of ends at the same place. And then he winds it back up tomorrow. It's like he's resetting everything, doing it all over oh, again. It's yeah. like a Groundhog Day kind yeah. of thing going on with this guy. And that's the tragedy of the figure, the tragedy of his lost love. All of that. And it just replays and replays. Man, that's brutal. Yeah. But the music from the locket. Or the music box. Kind of a hybrid snuff box, so we'll call it. But it's interesting. Because it wraps into the expanded soundtrack with Will Steals the Key music, is what it's called. But the music box is Davy Jones's theme. Hmm. So the theme starts out with this music box solo, which is then supported by strings and finally organ and some brass, okay? And then it changes octaves once and keys then twice. And... The idea is that the theme finally ends with another music box solo. So it's like music box stuff, some theme, and then the music box again. Okay. But a segment of the music box solo is repeated in the track Wheel of Fortune, which is... Okay. Wheel of Fortune. Just to get that out of the way. Like, Wheel of Fortune. No, it's it's not the game show. But I had to do that. Because anyways, it's played at a slower pace during Tia Dalma. And the organ solo is played as music by Davy Jones aboard the Flying Dutchman. And then this music box plays during Will Turner's attempt to steal the key to Dead Man's Chest is what we're seeing here. It's where we are now. But it has a connection to some old school spaghetti western action is why I really wanted to bring it up. Because the theme uses the same principle as La Reza de Conti. Which is from Inyo Morricone. Or how probably all of us in the States say it. Inyo Morricone. But in your morcone, because it's the soundtrack to a few dollars more, actually. Not that it's an actual replay of it. Yeah. It has the same principles. And the theme begins here in a few dollars more with the chime of a locket builds into a strong organ section before ending with the locket again. Hmm. I mean, who doesn't like in your morcone? Do you know who I'm talking about here? Do you know the spaghetti? You don't. I can't believe it. I know who's in Fistful Dollars. Okay, I didn't say in it. I'm saying Ennio Morricone. Do you know Ennio Morricone then? Anything about that? Do you know the guy? Did you listen to the music that... I listened to the music. What did you think? Did it sound like kind of had that same... Yeah, it was the same... Similarities? Yes. Okay. Well, anyways, Morricone, Morricone. He's the good, the bad, and the ugly theme song. 
Wah, wah, wah. Mm. Okay. Yeah. The Western. Yeah. yeah. Now you got it. Yeah. But we're not talking about that masterpiece because that really is a masterpiece. That music. I love that music. Who doesn't? But let me play a bit of Ennio's La Resec de Conti from A Few Dollars More. And then everyone out there in the audience can also get a feel for kind of this locket feel, I should say. As well as a bit of spaghetti western action. So it doesn't like quite jive with pirate. <laughs> unless you're like a it's more spaghetti pirate western. cowboy. Pirate cowboy. Hmm. And I will repeat like I did last time at the Pirate Festival. Speaking of weird hybrids like pirate cowboys. There's a guy there. Klingon. Old school Klingon. 1960s Star Trek Klingon. Walking around. Yeah. How did, I, how did for one thing you didn't point him out? Uh, you were looking at hats. You were shopping for hats. And he was there. He was in the front row of the the parrot show. Then I walked up to you at the parrot show and you didn't say, hey, look. I'm sorry. There's a Klingon. Hey, it's not polite to point out the Come Klingons. Come on. It's not polite to point out the Klingons. We were at a pirate show and there was a Klingon there. Who you know wouldn't what? point that's that out? That's rude and that's discriminatory. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, let's let's play a bit of that spaghetti western feel and go from there. because it has a music box it, it is like some same elements it, it, yeah it'd be interesting if it was inspired the music here in davy jones area by ennio morricone yeah that's all i'm saying but i also dove a bit into the music box origin since you mentioned the other day that like boxes were originally in lockets in these snuff boxes but then i ran out of time so i'm sure we'll have another chance to revisit it Unless you have something right now, because it seems like some interesting history, especially since what I found was that the music box is a 19th and 20th century automatic musical instrument thing. You know, that's it's like it has this sounds by the use of set pins and kind of a revolving cylinder disc kind of thing that like yeah. plucks the teeth and of a steel comb kind of thing. I don't know if you've ever opened one of these things. Yeah, I have. So you, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. It has like these, yeah, these little pins that get. Uh-huh. People could see me trying to, well, I'm making weird popping noises with my tongue and I'm using my fingers as like these steel combs. So it doesn't quite come over the podcast airwaves there. Well, you kind of get the idea if you ever seen an old player piano. I don't know. Player pianos are different. They still have the wheel and the little yeah, okay, tines. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And, okay. Yeah. But the key to what I have here was that it was 19th and 20th century. And that was the thing for me. Because they were developed from musical snuff boxes. This is where we get back to the 18th century, some 1700s kind of stuff. And they were called carry-ons a musique or carry-ons a musica. No, carry-ons a musique. I don't know what it is. There you go. I just slaughtered like some French or something like that. Musique. 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 Yeah. It's all hell's breaking loose. This is why I had to bail. It's been rough working and late, and then I got to do the show, and I couldn't dive into the history. And you know, that's what I like to bring, and now I'm slaughtering French. 
So there we go. But that's what I want to know more about. This, uh, yeah, we'll leave it there. These snuff boxes. So I have my homework for the next show. But I don't know. Did you have anything? Did you have any information on them that you found that you wanted to bring? No. Just that they were snuff boxes. Okay. So there I go. I will bring music snuff boxes. It's something people can get behind. They're like, I can't wait to listen to the next pirate show and learn about music boxes. Invite all your little tea all, all of a sudden, <laughs> to our the next, tea party. Our next podcast, the number of people listening plummets to the ground. Of course it will. They'll be, or it'll skyrocket because we don't know the market of how many people like to listen to the origins and history of music boxes. That's very Although true. Although if we say snuff boxes, people are like, huh, that sounds a little dirty. <laughs> there you go. So yeah, there we go. Other than that, that's all I got. Okay, that's it for me. Thank you for the canned response. So we'll be back on Friday. Minute 90, Dead Man's Chest. Until then, Scallywags, let's keep the horns swoggling. And another shout out to the Pirates of the Silver Realm. But we'll keep that to a maximum, but the horns swoggling to a minimum. That, that That's better. I don't want to slight them. Yeah, sounds like... There you go. You've been listening to the Black Pearl Show. And we appreciate it, Scallywags. Heather, I know you're still on pirate time and kicking back with the booze, but you may have noticed... Actually, who am I kidding? The only thing you've noticed lately is the inside of the Faithful Bride Tavern. Anyways, our procrastination has paid off yet again and Season 2 is here and we are willfully unprepared. Maybe we can distract people with a Jack Sparrow wave of the hands and send people across that thing called the internet. Check us out on Facebook.com slash Pirates of the Caribbean Minute, Twitter.com slash Black Pearl Men, Instagram.com slash Black Pearl Show, soundcloud.com slash pirates of the caribbean that's for best of clips and by all means give us a plug and review on itunes we'd appreciate it mateys oh and let's not forget the facebook cursed crew listeners group for post episode discussions that's actually a lot to remember especially if you're in a foggy haze like heather just go to blackpearlshow.com and everything is there at the click of a button perhaps i should have just said that from the beginning This is a Shoutreach Media production. Pirates don't need no stinking disclaimers, but just for fun. I think all you dirty, filthy bildrats know that Disney and Bruckheimer Films have no affiliation with us at all, and we have none with those blooming cockroaches. We talk about Pirates of the Caribbean, which is their property, and all that other fun stuff. But I think it's obvious what's ours and what's theirs. There's no need to blur the lines or stir up a bloody rum-filled sweat. As for the music... That's with permission or licensed under Creative Commons. So let's give a shout out to Ross Bugden, Six Nail Coffin, and Tommy Wynn. The rest? Well, that's just me. Oh, and maybe Heather.